Welcome to the Retail School Podcast and Happy New Year. My name's Wayne Rigney from the Retail School and we are here today to share with you some pretty hot off the press insights from what has happened in retail through December. The all important period um, encompassing the back end of um, Cyber Monday through to uh, Christmas and Boxing Day. For those who don't know about the Retail School, we are a, a, an agency that processes data on behalf of over 100 retail brands, and we have an aggregation of anonymized data representing over 5,000 stores that we use to compile some statistics. And these statistics are very hot off the press. This data is literally two days old and covers the um, all-important trading period from uh, of December, which includes Christmas and Boxing Day which in Australia are, are really critical trading times. The retailers included in the index are predominantly fashion, footwear, um, accessories, as well as home and leisure brands. So a lot of retailers that cover what might be considered discretionary spend within the Australian market. So let's get into it. How did, uh, how did December fare? Well, I'm going to put a positive spin on this. Like for like sales, and all I'm going to be talking about today is like for like, so stores and outlets that have been open and websites that have been trading for this year and the same period of time last year. That's what we call like for like sales. Like for like sales for December were down 3.5%. Now, that sounds pretty gloomy, but those who have listened to this podcast um, in the past will note that... You know, in previous months, we were down four and a half, five percent, even seven, eight percent. So um, a trend showing uh, a three and a half percent decline for December is actually a significant um, improvement on where we've been for virtually the entire 2023. The trading throughout the period was um, consistently below last year, with the exception of the Christmas week. And I will preface that by saying that the Christmas week this year, actually the trading week finished the Sunday the 24th of December, which means we uh, last year the 24th actually landed um, on the Saturday and the, the, the Sunday was a, a no-trade day. So, so of course, it was going to be um, a bigger day. But it was actually that last week that really helped improve the numbers somewhat. Um, sales for that week were actually up 7.5% on a light-for-light basis, whereas in prior weeks they'd been off by a larger amount. Boxing Day, we'll talk and drill into a little bit more, but that was a week that was also down. So Christmas week really saved the month in terms of um, what actually went on in terms of trading. And as I said, benchmarked against a very, very strong uh, December of 2022, I think that result is actually not too bad. Now, there are some caveats in that, which we'll touch on in a minute, but the headline news that I've got is could have been a lot, lot worse um, given the environment we were coming in and given that we'd come from a period um, through, you know, August, September, October, where like for like and a lot of retail was down 7, 8, 9%. So, so not, um, not, a, not a horrible December. So happy new year in that, in that context. Thought we'd also break this one down by state, given given how important this is, and I think it's a reflection also of what we're perhaps seeing out there in the economy. Victoria and Western Australia were by far the poorest performing states in terms of like for like sales, down five and six and a half percent respectively. New South Wales actually performed above the average in terms of its like for like sales growth, and Queensland was the best state along with ACT. So a, a bit of a spread there in terms of performance across the across the country, 
and perhaps that's an indication of where different people and, and, and different communities and consumer sets are, are feeling the feeling the pinch. It's also worth taking a quick view at how the different channels performed for the month. So overall, the best channels were online and um, and outlets, both of which fared better than standalone stores and concessions. A couple of interesting things in here. First of all, um, with respect to outlets, there was a really big jump in that Christmas week around outlets. Um, and that says to me that consumers were, were looking for bargains out there in that last week, but it was quite a, quite a noticeable jump. That last week was good for all channels, um, including standalone and concessions, but specifically um, outlets seem to be uh, trade pretty well through that time period. Online was very resilient through the whole of December. Um, its uh, performance was over the month, you know, down 1.5% on last year on a life-for-life basis. So overall, not so bad. Concession was considerably softer. Now, I should say that concession, which really refers to retailers that have concessions in the major department stores, they're predominantly apparel. I wouldn't draw um, a long bow to say that that means all of those uh, large department store sales are going to be trading in a similar fashion, you know, Department stores sell a lot of other categories than just apparel and particularly at this time of year, people might be more focused on other categories that are more gifting centric. But, you know, concessions was the weakest of the channels that we observed within within the data set that we, um, we contain. So on the scoreboard each month, we really look at about half a dozen KPIs over and above sales to really give us an indication of what's taking place. GP percent and, and total GP are a critical one. GP pays the bills. We also look at discount depth, average sell price, number of transactions and basket size metrics or transaction size metrics. The headline news is this, GP is down again. And I call this one out because GP pays the bills in retail, um, but not as bad as it was back in say June and July of this year, where GP was considerably down. I'm talking we were two points higher at December than we were at this point in June, July. And that includes that Boxing Day period. So I think that's um, that's an interesting thing to note. Uh, discounting was up again three points over the time frame. Three points is quite significant. Um, but again, well down on, on the Black Friday um, depth of discounts and the mid, mid-year discounts as well. So the overall discount dollars... December's the biggest trading month, and yet the discount dollars were below those we'd seen in other months throughout the year. And I think that to some extent, that means some retailers certainly held their nerve through a majority of the trading period. I, I do think it's worth noting that that last week of Christmas coming up to the 24th of the 12th, discounting, average discount jumped from 18% where it had been to 20 And that's because there were a you know, a number of retailers who decided to pull forward the start of their Boxing Day sale. I think there was a little bit of softness at the part, the early part of that week, and some retailers thought, let's go now, let's uh, get some of those um, shoppers filling up their Christmas stockings with bigger ticket items or, or discounted items. But we did really see that, um, that jump by two points, and that was something that was slightly different from, from what we'd seen historically. So um, overall... You know, discounting followed a trend that we've seen from um, prior years, but the GP could have been could have been a lot, you know, as stabilised and, and certainly not as bad as we'd seen in, in in the middle part of the year. So, what happened with um, actual 
transaction and KPI counts. Transaction count was down 1.2%. So that accounts for about a third of the decline in sales was a physical drop in the number of transactions. The, the, the remaining portion was really driven by the, the value of the basket itself. Okay, the basket size fell by 1.7%, the average transaction value. Um, interestingly, units per transaction only fell 0.4%. And really what that is, is a reflection of that higher level of discounting, but also perhaps customers perhaps dropping down into lower priced items because average sale price actually fell by 1.3%. And so when we look at those um, three or four metrics together, we get a sense that um, firstly, the average transaction value, it did not fall as much as it had done in prior months and that the customers that showed up were still looking to, 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 to purchase volume, but they were shopping for discounts and perhaps more sensitive to price than they've been. We're going to be looking at price as an issue um, later in the, in this in the early part of this um, this year as a as a deep dive focus area to see what's going on with pricing as inflation comes off its peaks. I think it's going to be very interesting interesting to see what happens there. But certainly, customers through December were looking to um, looking for some bargains. Overall, then, what does that tell us? Uh, retailers are responding um, aggressively. Uh, as required to meet their numbers. The depth at which they're having to, to cut is not as extreme as it was in the middle part of the year and consumers are responding reasonably well to those um, opportunities that have been presented to them. So let's talk a little bit about Boxing Day itself. So, so for Boxing Day, when we look at Boxing Day, it's really six days. It starts Christmas Day and we figure it, I mean, it's still running now, obviously, but I'm just looking at the, the six days of Boxing Day from the 25th through to the 31st, sales were down 5.9%. Um, I, I read pl plenty of press about saying it was going to be a boom and there was some positive news, but the news I've got is that, as I said, some retailers went early on Boxing Day, pulled some of those sales forward, and overall it was down 5.9%. And for those who saw the last episode, I think we called this. We thought it was going to be very hard to comp against last year in this environment. Last year was a knockout year. In some instances, one could say it was once in a generation year, all that pent-up demand post-COVID coming to fruition. Within the Boxing Day cycle, again, concessions were the weakness, online solid. Um, standalone stores a little bit off on last year. So, um, you know, standalone stores down six and almost 7% V last year. Outlets, again, trading pretty well through it and online trading comparatively very well, only off 1.4% on last year on a life-for-life basis. Concessions down 12% on a life-for-life basis. And I think that says that shoppers are getting smarter about how they, how they want to shop, where they want to shop, online trading comparatively pretty well. And the discount, of course, during that period, five points difference over those six days. So average last year was 20%. It's up to 25% this year. So that's a reflection of, of what the industry had to do to, 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 to hit its number. So let's think about how individual retailers fared within that. 42% of the retailers in the index actually beat last year on a like-for-like -like basis. So there were definitely winners in the trading environment. 
And when we look at those winners, it's worth drilling into saying, well, are they the retailers that actually cut deeper, that put more discount? And there is no correlation between the depth of discount that the retailer was prepared to go versus their prior behaviours and whether they were going to win or lose. Of the retailers that beat last year, 56% of them actually held their nerve and didn't dramatically increase their their discount um, relative to last year. Now, that also says that 44%, you know, did um, <laughs> did go deeper. But overall, um, overall, around about 40 or 50% of retailers went deeper. And of those, proportionally some won, some lost. Deeper discounting did not translate to better outcomes. 38% of re- retailers who, who, who failed to grow did go deeper this year than last year. And so, again, I think I called this out last time that retail fundamentals are still um, holding up very solidly here. Product, um, product, brand momentum, in-store experience, online shopping experience, all of those variables are still really being a major differentiator here when it comes to um, overall retail performance. Highlighting once again, and I can't stress it enough, that deeper discounting does not necessarily translate to a better year-on-year sales performance. So where does that leave the quarter and the whole of 2023? Okay, well, for the quarter, like-for-like sales were down 5.2% for the overall quarter. And for the year, overall, like-for-like down 3.4%, bearing in mind the first quarter of the year was very, very positive. The transaction count and basket size declines were paired back in November and December. Yes, sure, there was bargain hunting going on, but there is probably a good sense that consumers are perhaps adjusting to the new norm. I think the key question here is clearly going to be government's response to what we see as softer demand. Will that flow through to other uh, consumer uh, retail segments such as food, grocery, entertainment and the like? Uh, Those are big big parts of of the wallet. Will those um, interest rates come back and how quickly will they be eased? I think will be the obvious main driver. I also think that it's going to be really interesting to see what happens through the next part of the uh, the trading cycle with respect to pricing and margins. Exchange rates have come well off from where they were a year ago. There has been some slight improvement in that, but there will have been a lot of retailers having to lock in at um, some pretty soft exchange rates on their buying. There will be some tough decisions to make on pricing. Are we going to see sell prices stabilise with margin hits or are retailers going to try and preserve initial margin and increase prices? Are we going to see an end to inflation? Because certainly what, what we've observed is that from an average sell price perspective, it's deflationary at the moment. The average sell price is actually falling due to that incremental discounting. And that's what the government wants. When the government puts up interest rates, they want spend to come off. And they they know that part of that is retailers having to lower prices to fuel um, demand. And that reduces inflation. So it's going to be a very interesting um, next, um, I think, three months to see how things stabilise post-Christmas. I think the headline news is that... This could have been a heck of a lot worse than it had been in the at the start of the year. And I'll leave you with this one final note. 
if you look at December 23 versus December 21, the KPIs weren't that far off at all. Basket size was about the same and transaction counts were up on that time frame. So if we view 2022 as being a stellar year, perhaps what 2023 is, is back to a new norm. And I think that we we will start to see some very interesting comps against what was a pretty soft 2023 as we move through 2024. I suspect the like-for-like numbers will actually start to improve against a softer benchmark. That's my take on it. But uh, enjoy your your, uh, January, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon.